0: Scott Bluegrind, thank you for being in With Miska podcast. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here, man. It's good to see you again. Yeah, it was, it's the word being in the podcast, being a guest at, I think I, I think I already mispronounced something. I would say I'm on your podcast. Thank you for being on my podcast, Yeah, which is yeah. called With Miska <laughs> podcast. This is great. I'm learning all the time. Yeah, man. You're doing great. Your English is great. How long have you been in America? Uh, let's see uh 12 years wow All together so it's five Well, then five. your english is pretty bad i thought i thought you just got here and you're doing good i know i've been here for two I'm weeks <laughs> two weeks That's. A, i think i spent too much time with finnish people
1: yeah i think you're about like in eight years so 12 years i'm a little disappointed no, I know.
0: <laughs> does it does it help that i had 10 years break in between no so it, i had five then i went to finland for ten
1: hey my wife's from japan if she goes home for a few weeks yeah. When she comes home I could see her like struggling you know because she goes there and she has to get back into the Japanese and she comes yeah. back here and it's like whoa, okay I haven't spoken English at all <laughs> how long has she been here uh she's been here uh like 25 years that's a good time yeah she came out here to uh to go to school yeah and um, I met her we've been married seventeen years that's good how did yeah. you meet oh great that's a fun story uh we um we both uh are very independent people so we both went to the american music awards by ourselves and our seats were right next to each other we bought our ticket within the same five minutes and that was it and i met her in november i proposed in may and married her in july like bam that's quick that's awesome when you find people who have the similar similar interests it's the best right nice (laughs) what does she do what does she like uh well for for work she works in banking but uh but she likes going to she loves the scott bluegrind show so i actually Mm -hmm. have a wife that comes to like almost every single show i do oh that's awesome
0: i met her when she was driving the gear she was driving the uh, outside flappers and you were moving your gear
1: she's it's amazing to have a team partner
0: yeah i actually was thinking like is she gonna go come in or is she gonna go home and then maybe pick you up but she
1: i well (laughs) what we were doing there that's our drop off where it's like uh because i got all my gear man every other comic brings like nothing maybe a piece of paper maybe it's on their phone i got i got my guitar i got my amp i got all the swag and so um so instead of banging it around we just do a little drop off she parks over at the ashley
0: furniture (laughs) and comes back (laughs) boy that's a fascinating story for your audience but you were talking about your gear Well, I I know what kind of comedy you do, but can you tell a little bit about, if someone doesn't know, you have, yeah, multimedia show, huh? It's a multimedia show. I do electric guitar comedy. So
1: you're going to, I tried to describe it like it's Adam Sandler, Jack Black, and Weird Al had a baby with Eddie Van Halen, and it looked like the guy from Cobra Kai.
0: I love it. Do you actually get recognized as the guy?
1: Uh, it's like, I, I always, it's one of my starter jokes. Because yes. people are thinking, they're like, they gotta go, what, is that the guy from Cobra Kai?
0: Yes. I don't know he played guitar that good. I didn't connect it, but now when you said it, it really makes sense. <laughs> I'm a valley dude, it works. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: here's a cool story you want to hear about my very first day on Friends. Yes, please. Okay, so I, I, uh, I so I go from like zero to like, what the hell? Because, of course, who did I want to meet? I wanted to meet Jennifer Aniston, right? Yes. I was in love with her, right? Like everybody else, season three. Mm, Google that, 1996
0: Aniston. <sighs> and you were there.
1: And I was there. So I pull up on the sound stage. If you're familiar with stage 24, it was a, kind of by the basketball court, the back. Kind of cornered, there. I but I never know. I've never been on a sound stage, really. Yeah, and it's kind of disorienting your first. Time. Warner Brothers. Yeah, Brothers. Warner Brothers. Yeah. Stage twenty-four, officially now the Friends stage. Not at that point yet, though. But uh, so I just went in. I'm like, you know, because you know, you 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 load gear, so it's like, yeah, I'm not bringing anything in till I know that there might be a closest door. So I. I the place is empty. They were on like a lunch break, right? So I'm by the craft service. I'm like, oh, no one's here. I'm like, well, I'll look this way, see if I see the audience. And I walk past the first door, hair and makeup, right? Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Right in the chair. So I passed the door. I think I told the story at the warm-up, right? And then and then I'm like, oh, what, what? So I walk past it again. And then I turn around, I walk past it a third time. And the third time, Jen's like in the doorway. She goes, are you lost, honey? And I'm just like... <laughs> yeah she goes what are you doing i'm like i'm the dj she goes we have a dj now and i'm like yeah and i'm like i'm trying to figure out where am i gonna go she goes well you'll probably be in the in the you know the bleachers so jennifer Aniston walks me through the set and points but if you break it down i was there for three minutes and rachel walked me through monica's apartment in the first three minutes i was there i was like oh ah yeah wow <laughs> and then i was on that stage for uh 13 years in a row nine years on friends and then i did joey and then i did a show called the class so i was like uh, even even when i'm on the lot i get goosey just walking past 24 it's just like yeah for sure and then to go back on the reunion and they yes. they rebuilt the set it was a mindfuck bro oh my god it looked so good yeah they had everything except for the blue dinosaur on joey's refrigerator
0: you know why? Okay. You know why? Uh, no, I, I don't remember that.
1: Next time you watch Friends, look yeah. at the blue dinosaur in Joey's refrigerator. You know why they didn't have it at the reunion? They didn't have rights for that. No, because it's on my motherfucking refrigerator.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna check it
1: out. <laughs> Sorry, Warner Brothers. That was my that was my snaggle yeah. dude. I was I was like one of the last people to leave on the last day. I left at five a.m. <laughs> Wow. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yes, so so you play You're from Valley originally, yeah. Huh? Yeah,
1: born and raised.
0: Nice. Where in there?
1: Uh Tarzana, next to Reseda, wow. Woodland Hills area and born and raised. grew up. My parents are uh, my mom's Dutch. My dad's from the East Coast and um born they moved out here and I was born out here. Born and raised, love it. I love it. I love traveling, but I love Southern California. It's the best. Nice. So is your mom like a Dutch with an accent? she was but she's been here so long but um
0: more than 12 years
1: <laughs> yeah forever so it's like so when i was younger she had more of an accent and stuff but she's also i'm an educator i'm a teacher and uh she's a teacher as well so she uh, she worked on it really hard and uh, dutch like eddie van halen dutch like eddie van halen baby yes did you ever meet him no never met him but man he's a he's a, i met david lee roth how was that That was really fun. It was at the Rainbow Bar and Grill. Have you been there? Many. I think that's the bar I've been most. Oh, dude. Back in the day, the rainbow you're thinking of, I was like right in the middle of it. And uh, it was a Christmas weekend, right? Yes. And I was going... This is the bathroom up on the stairs, right? So I was going down. Dave's coming up. Dude, Van Halen's like my thing, my thing. So I'm just like, whoa. I'm like happy holidays Dave and he said the most David Lee Rod thing ever he goes Navi Navidad man <laughs> and then he kept walking I was just like that was so Davidly Lee Rod. that was perfect
0: awesome was that how long ago was it oh god that was in the early 90s when P- when like rockers still went there dude or, it was, I saw Eddie was- Trunk there last week I yeah. didn't speak with him, but I saw he was when there was the Def Leppard show.
1: Yeah, I was I was on that metal show a couple times, and uh, I got to ask questions at those LA invasions. I, I don't know about that. Oh yeah, he did some like live interviews at the In Rainbow. Ra- oh, I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah. So I got to ask Marilyn Manson a question, David Coverdale, Sammy Hagar, and Stone Temple Pilots. So it's great, and I always come up with good questions. So
0: yeah, become a gearhead. So <laughs> did, did you leave? Did you end spend the time spend time here in 90s like when Rainbow was really? Oh dude, Guns N' Roses all that. Oh yeah. I thought that you're a little bit too young for that, but you were there, huh?
2: Um
1: Smoke and Mirrors, I'm I'm older, so I uh I saw Guns N' Roses before they were Guns before they were big at all. Like they my friend's band played the same night at the Troubadour and they were just like wasted but exciting and they they had a good crowd. Didn't think much of it and then Two years later, they yeah. blew up, and I just—I'm I, I, in love with Slash, man. Slash is when, when I, yeah, he gets better and better,
0: you know. And you said you didn't think much about it. Was there like sense of, so they weren't that magical yet? Or what do you think? Uh, their look was killer.
1: I was really young. Yeah, I was like, I shouldn't have been let in the place, but my uh, the, the oldest older kid on my block, Mitch. Who I later was in a band with, um, his band was playing, so we were able to get in. And uh, who knew? Who knew? And uh, I think Jeff Scott Soto had a band that was playing that night. You know who that is? No. the singer. Who's that? Uh, he's a he's a fantastic singer. He's played with Journey and Ingvae and some yeah. guys like that. But um, but yeah, so the the L.A. scene at the Rainbow. I would go there before I could get in the rainbow and just hang out on the strip. And it was covered with flyers. And I couldn't wait to have a band is like, if you see me now promoting, I always have a flyer dude. Back then I always had my back pocket full of flyers. Come see my show. Always man. It was covered with paper. It was nuts. You'd see, there used to be a club um, called Gazari's and they had like, the biggest bands from LA were painted on the side, so there was a painting of Van Halen, a painting of the Doors, even the Knack. Who I don't know them. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ma, Sharona, Oh yeah, oh yeah. I they they were an LA band in that whole like you know, post hard rock scene because all a lot of the new wave bands came up through those clubs too. Yes, and um, but man, I loved it, and I was at the Rainbow, and uh, with my I, I don't know if my buddy Mark Comstock is going to watch this, Mark. We used to go. It was the best deal. you get the Saturday night, right? Or Friday. We'd be there Friday and Saturday. 20 bucks, right? 10 to get in, you get two drink tickets. To go upstairs, it's another five. You got a third drink ticket. And we'd get the Long Island iced teas. So three Long Island iced teas, a buck to tip, 20 bucks. We were there. Oh, and we'd find girls from out of town who came to meet their long hair rocker dude. And Yes. Did and you have long hair? Oh, dude. I'll have to show you some pictures, man. I was, I was cute back then, man. I was
2: like, oh, yeah, bro.
1: Nice. And we we wouldn't even like to pick up local girls. We were always like, who's the girls that are out of town? Yeah. <laughs> and then dance to those same... And you go there now, they're still playing the same old
0: songs. DJ Will still playing Sweet
1: Child of Mine. Yeah.
0: Well, I played Highway to Hell there last week. Oh, it was a jam the jam, yes. Oh, nice. I played the Malcolms part. I kind of do that lead. But it was uh, really fun.
1: It's not such a hard lead. I'll show
0: you. It's, the- it's
1: very Chuck Berry. And then it's some... Um, you you
0: know how to do some bands right yeah to do what some bends. what do you mean
1: <laughs> oh bands yes
0: yes do yes. it i almost hear it in my head yeah i'll show you the thing is it's kind of spread out it's yeah
1: i'll show you on guitar it's it's not that hard it's but angus dude oh oh dude I had like a year of listening to nothing but from the nineteen nineteen eighty. Yeah. I, I listened to nothing but ACDC. Once I heard Back in Black, I went and I went to the, buy the vinyl of like every other
0: earlier ACDC and I'd listened to like nothing but ACDC for like a year. I know. A thunderstruck was the first song I learned to play on guitar that's
1: that, that really very slowly it.
0: <laughs> yeah with using one finger but right. that's that's where it started when i was 12. that's that's, that's a genius song well since uh, i actually need to think ask if you so saw you like black in back in black but with flick of the switch and especially okay there was a for those about the rock flick of the switch fly on the wall what happened with fly on the wall like the singing sound is so odd with mm. all the echo do you remember it well yeah, that it was really- the first de- like weird decline.
1: Yeah, it was a weird decline, you know. Um, but you know, uh, you know, it's hard to say. You know, I think Phil Phil Rudd was out for a couple albums. Yes, and you know what? It's like a lot of people um, go like, "Oh, ACDC drums are just plain." No, man, Phil Rudd's got a swing and s- simple. Simple sometimes can be harder, right? Yeah. And if you really dig in accurately with Phil Rudd's stuff, it makes a difference. It's like, I even think Guns N' Roses, I love Steven Adler. Me too. He
0: has his own feel, for sure. It was
1: almost like Slash is bluesy. It was like Steven's drumming was bluesy.
0: Yeah. A little looser, a little Very streaks. loose, going faster and slower. Yeah, yeah. Matt yeah. Sorm's a genius, too, yeah. at what he does, but... He's I, like Chris Slade, like very professional. He's keeping right. it together, but maybe more uh, neutral with the mm. style. Yeah, yeah. I, are you a big drum fan? Yes, and I have electric drums at home. Oh. I, love, I love playing drums. Do yes. you like Buddy Rich? Uh, I, I don't know. I just remember he plays with the other grip. Oh, he was like the greatest like, big band drummer of all yeah. time, right? Yeah, I don't know him much about him. They, they have a
1: tribute album yes. f- for him called Burning For Buddy. Neil Pert from uh, Rush put it together. Yeah. And Matt Sorm does a track on that called Balula Witch. And yeah. I freaking love it. It's so much energy. I've used it for warm-up. Because if they don't have a theme song, it's like really classy and big and strong and up and... um. Great track.
0: <laughs> warm-up, which is actually really cool. I, I met you first time when I was as an audience member in the Friends reunion, and you gave me a pick. I still have your pick at home. <laughs> that, was the, that was the wildest
2: night ever. Yes.
0: So you were the warm-up comic there, and you were awesome. Uh-huh. How, how was it for you? It was, okay,
1: um, I was in the running for that gig for over a year. It, 'Cause it kept getting canceled, right? Yeah. And uh the producers of that show are the people who do uh James Corden show. Yes. And there's this guy, Ben Winston, producer, who's a genius. And um he's done so much stuff. It's like if you look if you want to he looks like a he could be in a, a boy band. The yes. producer. Like but, we all do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but man, he's a genius. And uh so but they have their own warm up guy, right? Who works with them every night of the week on the TV show. So he yes. was in for it. And then, uh, but I was the audience warm up DJ on the original Friends for 189 episodes from season three all the way to the end. Wow. And then I did Joey and then I did Man with a Plan with Matt. So I'm friends with these people. And yes. When you work with, you know, like the producers, uh, Kaufman, Crane, and Bright, uh, can I interrupt you? What's yeah. the difference between the warm-up DJ and warm-up comic? Oh, good question. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, first off, I was the very first warm-up DJ. In uh, the world. Yeah. Yeah. Before they would just have, they would have a thing they would play themselves or the sound guy would say that. Yeah. But on Friends, their tapings were going really long. Yeah. And so, so we're cutting back to how I got the original Friends gig. Yeah. Um, it was 1996. And karaoke was huge, right? Yes. And you know, when you go to a TV taping, they have those monitors. Yes. So there was a warm-up guy who had done the first two seasons, but then he was gone. And then they hired a guy named Jim Bentley. Jim Bentley, what up? He's a Magic Castle magician. I haven't been there yet. I'll get you in there if you want to go. I'd love to. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I got a bunch of friends who are just starting out there. It's killing it. Yeah. And um, so he gets hired and uh they're saying why don't we get karaoke on the monitors and so he goes i don't know anybody but somebody had seen me do a crappy backyard party and goes call this guy doing what playing karaoke
0: oh yeah karaoke hosting actually can can we go a little bit back i'll I'll keep i remember coming back there so (laughs) what did you do before that were you in the 80s uh, in the 90s you were playing what kind of music? You said that you had flyers at Rainbow. Oh, yeah. I, I had original bands and um,
1: I was always DJing parties and anything that got you out of class and on stage since I was a baby. I, you get to be on stage. Let's go. Yeah. So I've done singing, I've done plays, I've done acting. And then um, for, as far as bands, I've been in original bands and um, I, post. Post all that, I I, I was had a cu- working cover band
0: called Supergirl Soundtrack for yes. like 15 years. I watched videos last night. Oh, yeah. You were playing the jump uh, solo. Yeah, yeah. And also the si- keyboard part. And the keyboard part. You were playing bard. that with guitar. Eddie never did that. N- with the guitar, no. No, on the uh,
1: 1984 tour, he played both on keyboards and then... Past that he'd have a backing track or a keyboard player and he did but he never played both on guitar. He tried to play both on
0: keyboards, but never both on guitar. Yes. That was a mad learning that took f- it sounded good. The chords were unusual when I was looking at your hand. Yeah.
1: It's it seems really simple now, but figuring it out was like a puzzle. Yeah. It took me forever. I just broke it into sections and uh that's the whole thing, but yeah. So I came from doing bands and stuff, but I was doing DJ. My yeah. brother was
0: a DJ. What's the first? Uh, so your first dream was like original rock band guitar player. Yeah, that was my first dream too. Yeah, ba- I wanted to be a baseball player, and then I discovered girls and guitars and borrowed later. <laughs> yeah. How do, How was that scene playing original music being here in nineties? Uh, you know, sounds what? like sounds really good, exciting. It's exciting. Um, it's tough if you're not the singer
1: yes and i'm an extremely creative guy yeah and i like to like when i dj i do mashups yeah i, I like to do like you know the melody but you've never heard this mix before and yeah. you, you're like going, what huh if it was just what everybody else did i I wouldn't even do it like yeah anyone could dj off their phone but it's like it's tough for me to deal in a band i'm not like a it's tough for me to do it and uh being but just lo- a guitar player. Oh. Oh, what do you mean? There's, a, there's like when you're in a band, some people are like
2: kind of in it. Yeah. Oh, whatever.
1: Okay. But I'm like all in. When I'm yeah. when I'm in something creative, I'm like all in. We can do, 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 do. And it's hard to find people to match. But I never. I had a one singer for the Supergirl soundtrack. The yes. original singer. We had an original. Not band. the one in the video. Not the jump video. But some yes. of earlier videos of Burnett, Teresa Tre- okay. Brunel, who actually worked on Friends with me. That's how I met her. What did she do? She was, <laughs> when I got hired, uh, she worked for the same karaoke company. Yes. So when they called up us in, we both showed up to meet the magician guy. And I'm like... There was a magician, the Bentley.
0: The Bentley, yeah. right. And uh, so, th- so DJing parties led to that. And uh, Yeah, so you were doing karaoke and DJing parties. Then someone knew you and they thought that you could do that in French. Yeah. That sounds huge. It dude, it was insane. Yeah. And, and then uh uh so Teresa and I
1: both get the job. You yeah. Know, I'm like, I don't look like her, but I could do this, that, I could play smelly cat on guitar, I could do, you know, yeah, I, you know, a million ideas. And when you're when you DJ, you're the front guy and the DJ. Yeah. All at once. So it's just like to just be the DJ, it's like, fuck, that's easy as shit, dude. Yeah. And, um, or to be the warm up, I'm the best because I could create all my own bites. I'm not like, can you do I'm like, boom. I-, I say this you hit one, yes. you hit two, you hit three. So when you started, did they still have the warm up comic or was it just you? Oh, warm up comics were the classic. You know, so Jim Bentley was the man, he was the guy up front. Yeah. And, uh, so i when the people walked in i'm playing music yeah and then it's like all right let's get everybody when the bell rings we get everybody pumped up come on and you come in front uh when i was the warm-up the yeah. D, the dj is kind of in the back yeah. up top by the booth and um so i got really good at it and i always had new music i'm never satisfied and they could say even with comedy i've never done the same exact show twice ever i always have some new song or something new i add even if i play for different people every night i get bored so easy so yeah. it's like every week i had the new song every week i had a new remix every week there's just like what the fuck is going on up there so they kept me i did like so many like of the cast and crews you know bar mitzvahs and weddings i dj'd for everybody And it was just great. And I really fine tuned my craft. And then I watched the magician and then I watched him once and I came back the next thing and I had a sound bite for every one of his magic tricks. When he did this, it was like, that's great. Yeah. And he didn't even ask me to do it. I just, that's just how I think. And uh, so it was like the perfect job for me. So I went from being a a DJ that Matt LeBlanc got a man with a plan. Yeah. And he goes, you're the DJ, right? And I'm like, fuck it, I'm the DJ, right? And so usually warm-ups come with their own DJ, right? But I was the it was the only time where the DJ got hired first. Yeah. And people kept coming in and this and that. And then a bunch of people go, Scott, you're funnier than all these fucking guys who just repeat themselves every for 20 years, right? So uh at the second season rap party, I said a bunch of people go, dude, why don't you just do the warm-up? And so I looked at Matt, I'm like, yeah, can I get one next year? He goes,
0: yeah, you got one. Don't fuck it up.
1: (laughs) And so I I did mine and I killed.
0: Yeah, I saw the video. Yeah, yeah. You got everyone dancing, you had costumes for them. and
1: And once again, I never did the same show twice. Yeah. Even though some guys have done the same show for 20 years and they're the top guys. You know what, that crew can do their routine. That crew knows every one of their jokes, every one of their tricks, I would hate to be the guy that everyone knows all my tricks. Yeah. I'd stay up all night and work. I'd work 40 hours for something that lasts 1 minute. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I am. So how is the job of a warm-up comic or DJ? I freaking love it. It yeah. took me 20 years to get that break and uh you know a lot of comedians go, I want to be a warm-up. I'm like, of course, of course you want to get that fucking check. But I had already worked on 700 episodes of television tapings. So I could look at the floor where everyone's filming. And I know I could tell you everybody's job position. You got to be able to work with that second AD. And some of them are really, you know, bossy bossies. And they're the king of their domain. And you have to be able to. That's the ship. That's the priority. You got to keep that going. Facilitate it's not just, hey, clap, clap, clap. I also, I know the storyline so well that I know in advance when I read the script, I'm going to have to explain, hey guys, Kevin Nealon's character bets on the horses sometimes. And it's kind of like something he's trying not to do, but he gets caught all the time doing it. If the audience didn't know that, That joke, they'd be like, why? Because a lot of people didn't know the show. It's not like Friends where everybody knows every detail. Yeah. Or even on Friends if there's storylines that haven't aired yet and jokes are based on things that have happened. So you also have to inform the audience. And then sometimes we'd have references to old television shows and we'd have a bunch of college kids. Yeah. Yeah. And who didn't know what like fantasy Island was or something like that. So there, I would read in the script. There's a joke about this. So I'd also make notes of make, throw a little something like, has anybody ever heard of that show of fantasy Island? How would you explain it? And you get a little conversation. So the kids go, Oh, I, I see what's happening. So then when the joke comes up, they're like, ah, I'm in on it. Yeah. I'm in on it. Cause y- and the more you do it, the more you feel exactly what it is. And, um, and you could you can just there's a circle of writers and producers and you got to be able to read that are they happy is this going to move on to the next scene or are they circling and you go oh shit there's going to be a rewrite and then like a whole pack of them walks
0: on the set yes i have seen that right i've been on one sitcom taping couple of talk shows but one on one sitcom one? i don't even remember it was like 10 years ago
1: who was, do you remember the warm up what did, what was his specialty
0: I, I really don't remember much. No instruments. I remember that. Yeah. And what I remember, I only remember one thing. We only got one slice of pizza in eight hours. Oh. So it was pretty long day. That's yeah. what I remember. So it's a really huge job for you to do the warm-up.
1: Yeah, but I love it. It's just like people go, how do you have so much energy? And then like, I tell them my problem is being calm the rest of the day because yeah. I'm, I'm always hyper. <laughs> so how how do you, do you still do it? Warm up. Well, there have the, the currently I'd love to get a gig. Yes. But there's not a lot of audiences. So there's a there's a, like the top dogs in the industry. I've worked with most of them. Yeah. And uh, I've DJed for most of them and uh, learned from most of them, you know, respect them. So it's going to have to hopefully next year or the year after where there's like, four five tapings on a friday so all the big dogs got their gigs and then there's some openings for cuz i just broke into the warm up for like two seasons then the pandemic yes and uh and i got into that position because the star and executive producer has seen me perform like uh, in that last season. Matt and I, I, I did, a, I did the math. We had worked on over three hundred episodes of sitcom together. Wow! So he knows, he knows I know. Yeah. And uh, but there's other guys that um, they're very well established and um and friends of mine. So it's like, it's going to take a minute. And but since then, I've been touring the country. I've been to Hawaii, been in New York, Arizona, Las Vegas, and I'm fine tuning. So the next time I do it, boy, I'm going to be bringing just my might never do the same show twice. Cannons are yeah. going to be so loaded. I always got they'll always be a different song. There's always I
0: I never want to do the same show twice. When did you create this um electric guitar comic? Oh, that uh well that developed,
1: you know, at first I just started doing stand up and you know, he, uh, my boy Matty, uh, Matt, said to me, um, go with what you know, bro. He goes, yeah. he goes, if I could play, cause he'd come see my band a few times. He goes, if, yeah. I, if I could play guitar like you, I'd be playing guitar. And and I was like, oh, well, make it, yeah. and then, do can I share one funny pivotal moment in of my course. life? And then, uh, then uh, I saw the Family Feud, you know Family Feud? Uh,
0: yeah, it's a game show that, game show, that right? I know, but I've never seen, yeah. Uh, I went there and uh,
1: the host, Steve Harvey- Yes. Said, um, don't be afraid to ask for exactly what you want, and then get the, but he said, and then get the hell out of your own way. Yeah. Or however nice. he said it.
0: So I switched it to know yourself, don't know yourself. You sent that to me when you helped right. me to, when you gave me a good tip to get in, the, how to get right. in flappers. And I got right. a gig in the small room, yeah. I uh, know yourself. Don't know
1: yourself. Yeah. K-N-O-W yourself, but don't know. Yeah. They might know you say, no, thanks, but don't do it to yourself. So the week I saw that taping, I asked to be a warm up. Yeah. In the family feud. After I saw Steve Harvey of the family feud, I said, you know what? I've been saying, well, it's hard to get. No one gets it. Well, there's this and that. And then I'm like, ask. And did you get it? And I got it. Awesome. <laughs> and I, then I cried like a baby. I'm like, ah, yeah. After wanting it for so long. Uh, so the guitar thing, I so I started bringing my acoustic.
0: Yeah. And which is way easier because and you, you hadn't been on stage before that doing stand up. No, had you? Uh, not really doing stand up. Just yeah. warm up.
1: Uh, I've performed at over a thousand events. D- dj talking dj okay, yeah, talking yeah. And i'm a school teacher so i talk all okay. day yeah and then um and then it, so you started bringing your guitar so yeah. i bring my guitar and then i have fans who would come see supergirl soundtrack or like why aren't you soloing bro i don't want to see you strum a couple chords like, yeah like we know what you can do why aren't you doing like they like we wish we could do that why don't you do it so then I started doing it and I'm just like, oh yeah. And then then as it progressed, I'm like, oh, the backing track. Well, we saw a video. And then I saw uh you know Lonely Island. Yes. I saw them live in a fucking real- Oh,
0: I haven't seen them live. Oh, course. dude, you gotta
1: see they yeah. had the videos for everything, and everything was just like presented. Yeah. It ripped my face off. And then Adam Sandler's last special, he had some video. Did yeah, you watch that one? Just a little bit. Keys wallet. He said, phone my wallet and my keys.
0: Yes, I remember that. So
1: just having those images, Yeah, I'm like, that's so funny. And then um, I over the pandemic, I started doing the show called
0: Zoom Lagoon. Yes, I watched that yesterday too. It was like a f- full talk show with magicians and you had like 30 episodes or even more. Yeah, I had a bunch and... Um, and it got yeah. better and better and better and better. I'm like, God, I could have been editing stuff
1: this whole time. I like it. It's kind of like- thousands of views. Yeah. And, um, and I'll tell you, if you watch Masters of Illusion right now, okay, almost every week, there's someone who was on Zoom Lagoon. Yeah. My stupid show, I was sitting at my desk in my pajama. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you come up with that? I think it was great. Um, You know what? It was the pandemic. And yeah. I did a couple- online ones uh and then I did a zoom charity thing for cancer. Yeah. Uh and then I'm just like, these people like they suck. They're saying it's a show, but it's just a Zoom meeting. I'm like, this could be so much better. And then I asked to be back on someone's show and they didn't reply. I'm like, why am I asking this person to be on their shitty show? And so that night I'm just like, I gotta have my own Zoom. I'm like, Zoom Lagoon. Yeah. And I just said, fuck it. And then I put it together and I had people calling in from uh, zooming in from China, London, all over the United States, all just to be on my stupid zoom meeting. And, um, It was wonderful. It kept me so. It kept me sane. Yeah. But it was a lot. Like if you saw how much production
0: I put into it, that's what I. It was was all consuming. Yeah. You had your little bits where you played a song. You probably edited the whole thing afterwards. I did. I did every single thing. Yeah. And
1: um, yeah. And every week I'd have uh, a different theme, and like I do all the intros in the style of a certain band, which was a great exercise. Yeah. Because like say like we did the Who. I learned parts of Barbara O'Reilly and some of this. And some things like, sometimes you listen to music and it sounds so just huge, and then you learn it and it's so simple, but it's still huge, but it's so simple, but it was just a wonderful practice. And my guitar playing and
0: musicality went to a whole nother level during the pandemic, I think. It it did, I guess so, because I watched your old video with them, Supergirl soundtrack yeah yeah you're a really good guitar player you can play like difficult leads that i will never be able to play like that's you could uh, yeah okay i can try but it's gonna take some time (laughs) like you're not just someone strumming
1: yeah that's uh and i'll tell you the way i think even just the guitar part i'm like that's just boring so it's like yeah when i figure out a song in the cover bands i was also covering the horn part the keyboard plot, <laughs> Yes, that's right. Like, like the most interesting notes. I don't care what made it, especially when it's just guitar and bass. Yeah. To fill it up. So it's just like, I'd strum, but I'd also hit that, uh, every other related melody because that's, you know, that's the richness, especially if you're
0: doing some pop stuff. You know? Yeah. What happened to your original band? Like how far did you get?
1: What um, was it called?
0: It was called She Knew. She Knew. And I was in some earlier ones. How do you spell it? I-
1: s-h-e-k-n-o-w okay and um it was with the we actually became supergirl soundtrack okay we we played this pub and uh we packed the place and the singer was super hot and the owner just goes and i that was kind of like the fox and hounds you know the fox and hounds uh, on highland no no i, I don't adventure oh that's my pub no i don't yeah uh, back back when i was a younger man that was my pub and uh but it's still my pub i'll, I'll claim it and yeah. um they said, you're a cover band now. I'm booking you in a month, figure out three sets.
0: Yeah. And we started getting- And they paid you. And they, they yeah. paid us yeah. and
1: fruit and drinks. And boy, we had a a good, like, God, we were there for years. And uh, boy, we had some nights that were just freaking magic with the pulp. And now I go back and the room looks so small. Yeah. <laughs> but man, we had some magical nights there. It was, ugh, I loved it.
0: I love putting on a show. Yeah." <laughs> that's where it ended with the original
1: well we yeah kind of and it's just i wrote i wrote everything yeah no one wrote a single word no one came up with a riff and then it's it's like what the fuck and then it became kind of two with the band it's just like i was the writer the producer yeah the promoter manager the payroll the manager the booker And I was doing everything, and I was, but I was still paying everybody the same as I was, and just getting grief. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? Um, I'm a teacher for uh, 27 years. I've been a LAUSD substitute teacher. And uh, wow, people that
0: yeah, it's great. But what
1: I learned about being a band, people learn differently. And so I had to. It took me a lot of work to be able to be in a band. And um, but that got draining. (laughs) <laughs> it got draining just you know we had nine different bass players i had to teach them every part and if i wanted to do something special it just meant extra work yeah it just meant, but i don't care i'll put in the time but fuck that that's why i'm solo now baby yeah i'm solo because now i can just book any gig i want go anywhere i want say yes i just created a whole new five minute bit this morning I could go. Yeah, and
0: you played it to me. That was great. Yeah, and I could make up something in the morning and play it that night. Yeah, and um, so you went solo. You created the electric guitar comic. Yeah, so you were telling like how you started to do the video and all that.
1: Yeah, uh, I so I um I started doing. i like I asked the guys. I'm like if I give you a video, because like I have different ways. I was playing the track. I had iPad going through my amp auxiliary in. Yes, I was giving them tracks. But I said, well, fuck them. I could just put the music in the video. Because I'd see at the club, like when the first, they first come down, there's like, hey, welcome to Flappers and shots of all the comedians. Yeah. I'm like, they, they fucking have it right there. And Flappers has been so good to me. I love them. I love Flappers. And um, so I tipped the, tip the VJ, the DJ guy in the booth, give him a look, some cash and say, yeah. Here, here's my stuff. And we have a great rapport. There's this guy, Dave, who's been there most of the nights. And it's just great. It took me a while to adjust because sometimes people are watching the video and I'm like, Hey, but, um, I think it's just, I, I get so bored hearing people fucking complain. Like I was at the improv last night, you know, it's just like, I don't, some people can complain well, but some people it's like, I don't give a fuck. You know, it's like, I like Ismo, Ismo jokes. Yes. You, You don't walk out of an Ismo show knowing Ismo any better. I don't want you to know me. I don't want you to know my problems. I don't I'm not gonna tell you how to vote. I'm not gonna be mean to you i I don't roast on people. yeah, I want you to feel good. I want you to laugh. I want to be stupid and just fun and silly and I don't care if you're looking at me or if you're watching the video. I don't care if pure stand-ups think I'm a fucking carrot top. I don't give a fuck. but all I know is, People have a fucking great time in the room. I know. Because it's energy, and it's stupid, and it's entertainment. Yeah. Not just straight stand-up. Some people are great at stand-up, but if I see 10 stand-ups in a row, I'm like, by the end, I'm going to tell you, even on the hottest nights, you're fucking on oh, another set of oh, uh, butt stuff. Hey, I'm a this. Oh, yeah. My dad, me, my dad was a
2: drunk. Yeah. I don't, like, yeah. don't want to
1: know you. Yeah. What am I, your fucking therapist? Some people are genius at it, but like five of those in a row, fucking personally, break it up. Do they
0: usually put you last because you're so huge?
1: Yeah. You know what? They that's what they do now. And I'll tell you, um, it's tough to follow me. Not not because I'm the greatest ever, but I'm loud and I'm a spectacle and, I know. And the energy's a little yeah. high. So I'm great at the end. I think I'm a great opener or a great end, or um, But, yeah, I'm bringing it big. I remember one night I was at Flappers. Not to toot my own horn, but there's this one guy who was just like, because they don't make flyers for the shows there. I make my own flyers. Yes. And if you make your own flyers, guess whose picture's bigger? Fuck, you make your own.
0: If you don't like it, make your own flyer, bro. And you promote a lot, which I like.
1: Every show. Yeah. I don't care big or small. If you book me, I promote. Yeah. If I book someone, I'd hope they Blast it out. Of course. If it helps or not, it, it's respect. You know what I mean? It's, it's business. So um this guy goes, oh, Is it this guy's show? Is it this? He kept asking people, Is it this guy's show? Is it this guy? And, I'm, and as I went into him, I'm just like, Dude, are you going to do your set and bail? He goes, I don't know. I'm like, Well, why don't you do me a favor? Watch the whole show and you tell me what you think afterwards. I'm not famous. I don't have a Netflix special, but just watch what I do live. And afterwards he goes, It was your fucking show. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> that, but it's just because it's a spectacle. You know what I mean? It, it, with a big finale. And it's just, that's what I like. I think I think it's, a, especially at the end of the night, like even last night, like I was just, God, is this guy going to fuck it? I don't want to, I don't like to leave early. Yeah. But I was kind of like, oh, oh, another star. <sighs> even though I like the guy. You guys, were testing the audience. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh. That's why, you, especially at the end, you got to fucking kill it at the end, bro. If you're going up after everybody's brought it up and down and up and down and made fun of everybody, you got to come out with fucking yeah. And uh, uh, my, I have a necklace on a guitar
0: pick. It says, "Play it like it's Wembley." Oh, I love it. Right? Yeah. Not, not Wembley is like old school. I I know what Wembley is. Yeah,
1: not the tennis, not the tennis. Yeah,
0: l- like Radio Gaga. Not 02, but it's Wembley. Yeah. Yeah. Wembley Stadium. Like, yeah. Freddie Mercury concert. Man. Exactly. That was huge. Yeah.
1: Are, uh, are those great shows there? So it's like, I don't care if there's five people there. Or yeah. ten, like the character, I kind of put, think of it as a character. My character thinks he's playing fucking Wembley, no yeah. matter what.
0: <laughs> so well said.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and I have such a great time that even if you don't think I'm funny, you're like, that guy's having a great time. It's kind of fun to watch.
0: Yeah. Uh, it was. When do you? When did you start touring? Because at, yeah, um, you're touring quite a lot now. Uh, I started right before the pandemic.
1: It's yes. kind of when I dug in. Um, I really wasn't doing comedy for till I started doing the warm up, and then Kevin Nealon, I uh, was on the show, and he encouraged me. He goes, "Dude, you're already doing stand up up there. Yeah, He's just put an act together." So um, I started doing it, and then I got into some festivals. So um, and then. Uh, that so i have been having this nice run in hawaii i got some oh, i fucking love it out there man there's some nice people if you ever go out there i got some people that can throw you some spots sounds great and um so i've been there th- uh 3 times now yeah and then um i started asking people i want to play vegas i want to play vegas i want to play vegas and then uh have you ever played haha ha cafe uh the open mic yeah yeah you know jack junior i uh, no oh dude you should follow him he's yeah. he's killing it dude he's really he's been working it hard he told me he goes, he goes just go out there. Just, to Vegas. Just yeah. go out there. He goes, go to the mics, which is kind of like you meet. You know, the mics sometimes are the greatest thing, but you meet the people. It's the meeting the other comedians, and then I met some people and they liked it. And then there's this guy named A Miracle. You know, Miracle, the guitar player. If people like, some people don't like guitar players. Some people do. So if they book him, they, I have some songs too uh, with guitar or mandolin. Oh. I got to hear I got to hear this. It sounds good. Yeah, so I kind of just went out there. And then I I saw some friends were playing Arizona. So I'm like I bugged them and I said, "Hey." And then um and then being doing the friends reunion kind of gave me a little bit of a push and some great photo. I'm like, "Hey." Yes. And I milked it and I fucking milked it. But one of the funniest thing, yeah. I booked festivals all over the place, and I booked gigs in Holland, and I booked um, a festival in New York, and the Hawaii thing with the Yahoo Room DVD
0: or uh, video I bought from Flappers. It's, my, it's my, good. My third show ever. Third show ever. I, it, I have bought the video of myself too. It's a good quality. The, the recording.
1: Yeah. One girl that was in the show. Yeah. Wasn't funny, but she packed the place with people that had been drinking all day. So everything I said, the crowd was like, Rah! I'm
0: like, oh. I love it, yeah.
1: And so my third show ever, I got a fucking video, and I booked stuff all around with oh, it. Oh, that's the way, did you have
0: the video yet? The background? No, no, that just started uh, maybe in the last five months. So in the, the videos that I saw that you do cover songs with new lyrics, yeah. and also original songs. And also originals. The colonoscopy. Colonoscopy is based on lit uh, sexy Hanukkah. And yes. then
1: um on the latest one, it's that's the only original, but um I have other little original things I do and sometimes things with just me. Yeah. And especially like some newer ones. Like in Hawaii, I didn't have time to make a video, so I just did some songs and uh that I made up that day just about hope. Have you ever been to Hawaii? No. Oh, okay. They have these ABC stores okay. on every corner. So I did a song about that because everyone can relate to it. You, like when you're on the road, yeah. sometimes you find something that every other tourist is relating with. Yes. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know? And I never would have thought of it at home. But when you're there, like I'd be eating my breakfast in the hotel room, just picking up my guitar. And I'm like, oh, try this tonight. Yeah.
0: Which is fucking fun. I love it. So you're, now you're touring and you're probably getting a little bit of money. But what, what would be mm. the next... I oh, know. Dude,
1: going to New York costs but you add it all up, it cost me so much money that yeah, I know. At this level, okay, maybe I shouldn't pop the bubble, but it's you know, if you're gonna go places at this level, you're not gonna make money. It's yeah. gonna cost you money. It's kinda like you're going on vacation and instead of going uh, on a boat ride, you're going on your your excursion is a comedy show. Yes. But i'm 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 getting so much better and especially doing all the gear i'm using it's like i'm i learn every time and yeah. you show up and you, you know you're in these different situations because if you only play the same clubs there's lessons that you don't even know you need to learn yeah like i remember when i was in hawaii i played a a room where it was all african-american and polynesian people i was the only white guy and i had to follow two poets who did 15 minutes each of
2: don't blame me
1: yeah and then they're like now let's bring up the goofy white guy the only white guy (laughs) in the building yes and i was like oh i never had to do that before How, how how was it well, the first thing I said, I'm like, hey, are you guys on a date? And the guy looked at me like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, shit, one of my songs is based on Prince. I'm like, I'm just going to play Prince. And then they're all like, all right. Yeah. You know, because that's, uh, I think. The Marvel per- song. P- Purple Rain is, um, uh, That's I think it's the one guitar solo every black guy wishes he could play.
0: <laughs> right? Because if, you, if you've seen Purple Rain, I mean, I, I, God, I love that. I know the song, songs, but I haven't seen the movie. What? I think I'm a little bit too young for that. Yeah,
1: it was a big deal at the time. Great soundtrack. I love Prince. Um, that song is actually I've done 20 different versions of that song. Yes. First, it was Pure L Rain.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: <laughs> and uh, and then I did a thing, but now um, I was my son couldn't. I I have a 23 year old son and he's so obsessed wow. with Marvel. Yeah. Marvel this Batman. Sometimes I'm like okay, and um, so. The multiverse thing was going on. I'm just like,
2: i like, I don't care how many
0: multiverse spiders? of Prince. Yeah, so that's, that's why I'm like, song, yeah.
1: I don't need a multiverse of Spider Man. I'll take a multiverse of Prince. Yeah, and uh, it's all just an excuse to get to play that guitar solo, which is just like, oh, there's so much, you know. And then you get the the side to side, and then yeah. everyone sings, and it's and then it, like my latest version, I end with
0: that uh, the Let's Go Crazy final part of the solo. Yeah. So, so with your okay now you're touring what would be the next steps in your career you have a great show you are oh. unique what, what's next if everything goes well well i'd love
1: to be doing theaters i'd love to be uh you know i love to be also like opening for bands i think there's yeah. some comedians opening for bands that i Jim would Tim brewer oh he opened for metallica yeah dean del Rey opened for metallica i've got to hang out with the meet him a couple times lately yeah he has a great podcast he's almost on like episode, let there be talk yeah almost
0: 700 episodes i think oh nice and um i have 23 <laughs> he talked to phil rudd i listen. he talked the whole acdc yeah that was like phil rudd never talked never talks cliff yeah. williams i was so impressed he
1: he goes to my gym dean i see him sometimes and uh I, i'm like dude i just listened to a phil rudd interview like i, I just yeah. discovered him and i'm like dude it's like a A library of killer stuff. You probably can connect easily
0: with Dean Delray,
1: Dude, I can't believe I never met him because we were hanging out at the Flappers' Green Room. Yeah. And I was mentioning some concerts. Dude, we went to so many of these crazy concerts since the 80s. We were at the same fucking place. Small clubs, we were both there. This and that. I was like, what the heck? What? And, uh, but I'm a fan. I'm a fan. He had some good jokes and he's
0: killing it, dude. He's playing with, uh, you know, Bill Bird, all and that, and they stuff. play all the arenas. Did you hear that they did play music in the arena? Yeah, during the day. That's pretty fun. Uh, I think they need a lead guitar player. I think I don't think they even have a guitar player.
1: Well, I think they should have a lead guitar
0: yes. player. Well, to, when I see Bill next time, I'll yeah, tell hey him. Bill, Willie. Yeah, exactly. Now, I'm a fan of those
1: guys, so I would, you know, I'm just, I'm just hitting the clubs. You know, it's, I don't know, I. I wish I was a hot chick and I could put my tits and get some TikTok votes. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I need some help. I I'm just fine tuning my stuff, and I hope I just bump into the right people that um, can help me take it to the next level, which is kind of knowing myself. But um, just gonna keep keep writing, keep doing it, keep yeah. working my thing. Um, I'm hoping to to get passes at the bigger clubs, which are. Super packed with A list comics seven nights a week. That's yeah. the toughest thing. It's like, are you passed in flappers or do they? Oh even well, have yeah. That? well, yeah. Well, yeah. Because I get paid. Yeah, I get paid. I close the big room. Yeah, yeah, in the big room, and um, and I worked my way up. I yes. worked my way up, and, and you still promote.
0: That's really good.
1: You know, and a lot of people don't promote their flapper show. Well, I do, but yeah, a lot of people don't. Yeah. I, you know, I'll tell you something. My friends love going to Flappers. They don't have to go to Hollywood and have crazy parking. The prices aren't insane. It's come, it's chill. And you know, my friends aren't like, you know, 21 years old. My friends my friends are coming to eat. Yeah. Is the food good? My friends are going to my friends are going to, you know, drink your best whiskey and buy a bottle of wine. Yeah. And so that helps too. If you have a bunch of friends who show up and they're like they all want
0: water. You know, my friends my friends are you know. That's good. <laughs> what I would love for you to do is um because the Zoom Lagoon was, I was really impressed with it. It's just in the Zoom, but I think maybe you could do it in a studio like this somewhere, that you could do it live and then edit it. Maybe that would be your thing. Mm. Like put that online and then you could start touring. I was really impressed. You had all the magicians and you know so many performers.
1: Yeah, that, that, uh, that started to... Uh... There was a show I was doing before the pandemic, a variety show called Scott Neary's Booby Truck. Booby Truck. And uh, it's a variety show. Yeah. I went to go see it and just was just like, there was aerialists and magicians and contortionists and comedians and just yeah. people who just had weird fucking characters. And I'm just like, I love this. It's so random and weird and... uh and then during the pandemic, uh Scott Neary's like, nah, I don't really want to do a Zoom or anything like that. I'm like, and I had met a lot of these amazing people. Yeah. And so I'm like, fuck it, I'll call them up. And they everybody was looking for something to do. And um, yeah, it was it was I I was thinking about that too. But um, but you know what, you know, you know when Zoom Lagoon stopped? No. The second I got back on stage. Yeah. Then I'm just like, oh, this is, that's my love. I just wanna, if I could be on stage every single day, not like miking it, but just like performing every day.
0: Yeah, I get it. Yeah. If I go back to friends, the friends, is it the friends, friends? Uh, Friends, just friends, friends, yeah. Being there from this after season two, how was it seeing it become so huge? (sighs) Like, how was it being in the middle of all that for you? Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you something. I, uh, I'll tell you some funny moments like, uh, yeah.
1: uh, well, first off, it was insane. Yeah. And David Crane said it. Who's one of the writers, the crane from Coffin Crane Bright. Yes. He said at the last part, he goes, we've just lost the greatest sentence ever. I work on friends. <laughs> it <laughs> was
2: That's the great well dude.
1: Anywhere yeah. I went, that was the greatest sentence. Oh, I want oh, It was just, it was magic. And it was so yeah. long. Um, but I remember like I showed up there, did my sound check, went backstage, and Jennifer came out of hair and she had just cut her hair off. Yeah. And she goes, What do you think? I'm just like, Wow. I'm like, I, I'm like, I think you're gorgeous, no matter what. She goes, "Ah." Oh. next day, news around the world, top story. Jennifer Anderson cut the Rachel hair. Remember that? Yeah, remember when Jennifer? Yes, I remember. So literally, a girl I that I work with cut her hair and that was fucking news around like the top story on the 60 minutes i don't know 60 minutes but like that's insane and then i remember uh one night uh when um courtney cox was married to david arquette yes uh it was susan uh susan sarandon and tim robbins were there and so the four of them were hanging out all night two couples afterwards just laughing and having a great time and then that was friday night saturday i went to the grocery store and it was just like uh courtney and david already divorced they hate each other i'm like dude i just thought i'm like making out last yeah (laughs) so that was kind of a trip and um uh (laughs) yeah it was weird and they were just so super famous but we would party after every episode
0: at the studio or at something. the studio, yeah. no,
1: you didn't bring your guests you had with you. it was yeah. the crew, so we had this like safe little bubble where you know of course, they're the stars, but you know, after nine years, you know uh well some of the guests, especially Matt, Matt is just the fucking nicest guy, yeah, I love Matt, no one besides my family, no one's done more personally for me than that guy, and he's just What's up? You know what I mean? Just like you think he would be. But he's yeah. he's smarter than Joey though. He's fucking knows so much about so many things. But he's that nice. Yeah. He's he's the guy you do want to have a beer with. Sounds great. And like, uh if he hands you a piece of pizza, you're like, ah
2: great. Joey just gave me pizza.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's still cool. Uh so you had to party every Friday. Yeah, yeah, we partied. And uh we had a safe bubble where cause as soon as they walked out the door, the stars. Oh, it's another world but we had this safe yeah. little bubble and it was just oh fuck i loved it bro that was just like oh, it's such a magical magical time in my life i just oh, it was fucking awesome yeah and then when i went back for the reunion it was so yeah, fast i interrupted you how did you get it yeah. oh the, how did i get it matt leblanc yes matt leblanc uh told ben he goes we got a guy he's the guy right, right da, da, da. and so there was a whole year of debate and then I knew in my gut. I'm like, things were lightening up a little COVID-wise. I'd seen they're doing some other like game shows with audiences. I'm like, oh dude, I bet it's pop- popping. Yeah. So I called Matty. I'm like, dude, you got to drop a line. This is the time. He goes, I'm going down to the office today. I'll talk to him. Yes. And so the final, the final like month, it had already been. I pray literally, my wife and I prayed morning and night for <laughs> a fucking 15 months. Yeah. To be this close from that, then with the pandemic with no other live tapings around to get that gig that everybody fucking
0: wanted. And it was outside for us to be safe. I, we needed to be tested.
1: Dude, it was and I didn't have any information on logistics. Yeah. And uh so then it, I found out on a Friday that I got it and they're like, "And by the way, the audience can't Touch things, dance. You can't give them prizes. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. So my whole act went out the window. And they're like, and by the way, we're taping it on Tuesday. I had 15 months I could have been preparing. They told me on a Friday that it was happening Tuesday. So I called my magician friends. I'm like, I need magic that people don't have to touch. I don't know if you saw me do like the big straw. Yes, yes. So, yes. like, my friends, that was like, great. Uh, thank you, because I had to. I had to, I redid my whole act. I did, redid music. I redid some things. You had the guitar there on the side. Yeah, I, and I wrote that song. Um, we were on a break based on "We Will Rock You." Yes, <laughs> yes, I remember. And uh, it it went so fast, dude. It went so fast. It was like I was there. What? It was over. Fifteen months of buildup, and then it was like. Five hours and it was done. But it, being the DJ and coming back and being the warm up, it was like, it was like I was in the high school football team on the bench. Yeah, and there was a star quarterback, and then there was like an Adam Sandler reunion movie, and the quarterback breaks his arm. We're putting you in, kid, and you win the game. And then I got to take some amazing pictures with, uh, with uh, the whole cast.
2: Yeah, and
0: um, fuck, it was magic, man. Awesome. I loved it. <laughs> and then you came to our LA Finnish Center, Suomikero, to see Ismo. And that's where we met for the second time.
1: Dude, when I was a kid, uh my mom used to take me to a Dutch center that yeah. looks exactly like <laughs> that, bro. I was like having flashbacks. Yeah. And uh that was so great. Everybody was so nice and
0: uh and, and you're I, an Ismo fan.
1: I'm a big Ismo fan. Yeah. Ismo, like I said, Ismo is like a character. And what he does is like so... In- he plays a simple character, but that's not simple what he's doing. No, no. And um, I saw him the first time at the Improv. Uh, you know Gary Cannon? Uh, no. He's he's one of the... He's an audience warm-up too, and he's yeah. like one of the... Again, oh, no, he was on your Blue Zoom Lagoon. Yeah, he was on Zoom Lagoon. Yes, I saw him there, yes. And uh, he was... Hosting that night, I did my last video. So he's in the beginning and the end. Yeah. Uh, So I went to go see him and Ismo came out. And I, if you laugh so hard, you couldn't catch your breath. (laughs) Yes. I was just like, oh my God, it's genius. And so, you know, I introduced myself to him and everything. And then I saw he was doing that finish center. Yes. He goes, I'm doing like 90 or two hours of new material. I'm like, yes. I I get so bummed when I go see the same guy. Like, I love Anthony Jeselnik, but I I go to see him. I'm like, he's still doing jokes from before the pandemic. I'm like, I would think this guy would be writing. He's so, you know, you'd have a whole. Yeah. Be, especially at a smaller club, he'd be testing newer stuff. So um, I'm like, yes. If someone's doing new material that I like, I want to be there. And uh, it was such a cool scene. And then you did a great job opening up. Oh, thank you. And everybody was so nice. Yeah. And, and then I got to meet uh, Ismo's um Wife, partner, ex-wife. Ex-wife. Yes.
0: They're still work partners. That That's interesting.
1: And then it was so funny because I'm such a fan. And uh, and I saw Ismo was doing like haha ha Cafe. And I'm like, why don't you do flappers? And I'm, he goes, oh, they never call me. I'm like, what? And you got him in. I got him in. I went over there. And I'm just like. You have to, yeah. I'm like, what are you thinking? This guy wants to play your club. He's great, and I saw you just did a couple uh, like headlining spots over there, and you helped
0: me get in the small room. So thank you. Hey, dude. If I think people are funny, it's a pleasure to help them. Thank you. And where where can people find you? What where do what website should they go to? I think the best stuff is Instagram for me.
1: I'm a I'm a grammar. At, at scottbluegrind.com. Or at, at or there's scottbluegrind.com and then there's at scottbluegrind on Instagram. And I, I try to post not da- almost daily. Nice. Yeah. And you will tour. You will go anywhere. I will tour. And uh, you need someone to rock the house and open up the show. What the fuck are you thinking? Come on, let's go. Awesome. I'm and
0: m- are we going to... Be- Sorry, what were you saying?
1: And I might bring a lot of stuff. And you might think I'm nuts, but once you see what's happening on stage, you'll be like, fucking awesome. I love it.
0: Are we going to hear some music?
1: (laughs) Yeah, let's jam one, bro. Thank you, Scott. Yes. Thank you. It's a pleasure, brother. All right, guys. This is my song, Dump, based on Van Halen Jump. It's about my friend Chris who just couldn't get over getting dumped, and it was so pathetic. And the only thing we talk about is guitar players and Eddie Van Halen. So, um, So the only way I could tell him is Eddie Van Halen style. So this is Dumped, baby, on the Muska
2: Show. All right, Chris. Woo! Does anybody like reality out there? Get up, man! You better, you better sit down, bro. Remember Lisa? Oh shit! Well, she's been fucking around. Everyone, not me, bro. Oh, remember her boss? You were right. That handsome, rich guy. Well, he he left his ugly wife and he moved Lisa to Hawaii. Aloha. i to tell you. Now you know. Lisa, total home, Time to let go. Don't. You gotta. Come on, Chris. Don't. And you gotta. She was high and young, oh, she's gone, man. How you been? Not good, we know this. Man, you fucking looking old, man. Your mom's house, that's kind of where you always look. What you think was going to happen, Chris? Everybody knew, I tried to tell you, man. about six months or so. Lisa, ho. Time to let go. No, you got jump. Straight up jump, man. Okay? Got jump. Straight up jump. Thank you. All right, this is my pandemic jam about that pandemic pounds everybody (laughs) getting. All right, this is called pandemic fat. Live Jack, full stack. I back, I ate the whole damn rack I got it. and and cheese, more please But now my pants don't pass my knees I'm a bedhead and I'm baking bread Hey, would you like my whole wheat or try my sour dough instead? Oh shit, it's taking this whole back up my belly jiggle jiggle like a tell them I'm pandemic fat, I'm pandemic fat Skinny jeans, already tight I'm over 50 wide, I'd even fucking buy it I my mean, like jeans have anxiety. They take more Xanax than me, so I went to the garage to get them fatty jeans. If they don't fit, man, you know what that means. My pajamas are my new work pants. I'm gonna wear them on a the runway, like Paris, France. Pandemic fat, I burned i American fat. Make fire, baby, my girl makes fire. Yeah. Thank you.